Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the My Nights Are Booked podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Beth Pollock, and today I am here to share a very fun interview that I did with author April Asher. She is the author of Not the Witch You Wed, which comes out today, February 8th. And this book is, oh, it just hits all of the right notes. It's so perfect and it's so much fun. I think I'm really in a fun mood right now when it comes to what I'm reading, even though not everything I read is fun. Sometimes I read really heavy stuff. And so for all of the heavy things that I read, I'm always looking for the bright things and the light things to read that, that put a smile on my face. And that's what this book did. Not the Witch You Wed is the story of a magicless witch named Violet and an alpha wolf shifter named Lincoln. And these two characters have some chemistry. They both live in New York City and uh, they have, you know, there's these magical elements to their lives and they go, they have history, they go back and they're also in quite a predicament because according to the supernatural laws that govern all of the supernatural creatures in their world, they have to find mates. And so they're trying to buy some time and decide to do some fake dating and fake relationship building to buy time before they have to make this decision. And as we all know, that doesn't always go as planned. And so, you know, so this is their story and it's the first book in a new series. And, you know, honestly, I, you, you know, I love supernatural stories. You know, I love paranormal romance. I love everything that is a little different. And, you know, I love witches. <laughs> I love True Blood. So of course I'm going to love a story with shifters in it. And this book has all of those elements. And as you'll see from my interview with April, she is someone who loves those things too. She's also a nurse and she wrote this book during the pandemic. So I have no idea how she did it, but my hat's off to her for being able to put all of these things together because there's just, there's so much to it. And, um, I'm really excited about it. So without further ado, I am going to turn you over to my interview with April Asher, and I encourage everybody to go out and buy a copy of this book. It is so great. And it's just, it's, it's a book. I like, if you could see me right now, I am smiling from ear to ear because I love this book so very much. And I think you're going to love it too. So enjoy the interview. And as always, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast, like the podcast, leave comments for the podcast so we can keep bringing you the podcast over and over and over again and bringing you fun and exciting interviews like this one. So thank you so much for listening and enjoy my interview with April Asher. Okay, so today I'm so excited to be here with April Asher. She's the author of Not the Witch You Wed, which is coming out on February 8th. And it's the first book in the Supernatural single series. And I'm so excited to to talk about this book because it's so different and it's so refreshing and it's something that I think we all need a little magic in our lives. So April, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm, I love the idea of this book. I mean, I've always been a paranormal kind of girl. So the idea of 
of blending things, you know, I mean, there, there, there have been authors who have done it. And then there's been kind of a dry spell lately. Like you don't see those kinds of books out right now. I mean, you don't see the romantic comedies that combine paranormal elements with, you know, with, with the traditional rom romantic comedy. So I'm really excited about this book. I mean, as an author, at first I, I have to go back because I, I am just, I think it's just so cool when books have birthdays. I think book birthdays are so exciting. <laughs> What's going through your head? Cause I'm for, for full disclosure, we're talking the day before the book comes out. So it hasn't, it hasn't come out yet. So it's, it's, it's like um, Christmas. Eve. Unless you've, unless you've gone to Barnes and Nobles, apparently people have been tagging me in pictures, I guess uh, that's sneaky Barnes and Nobles that oh, put it out a week early in some places. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's scandalous. It is scandalous. I was like, what? <laughs> You know, I, so when I was in college, I worked in a, at the university bookstore when Harry Potter came out. <laughs> not the, not the fruit, it was like probably the fourth or fifth book by then. And we got copies of it and we had to keep them locked up in the manager's office. Cause like, if you, and the funny thing is that she was a fan. So she actually took one home. I was like, <laughs> dare you? Like you cracked the seal. You're not even supposed to crack the seal. Like you're not supposed to do that. But man, you're not supposed to do stuff like that. I guess Barnes and Nobles lives, they're rebels. They live by their own rules. I like, I kind of <laughs> like it though. I kind of like it. If you're one of the lucky people, hey, you know, <laughs> I, I can't, I'm jealous. <laughs> I know. But yeah, the the day before, I mean, like you said, we were, we're talking like the day before and it's just like a whirlwind. It feels like, cause everything takes so long in publishing. So it feels like I don't know it's like wow how did I get here already like <laughs> it feels like it was a long time ago and yet it's like wow it's already tomorrow so oh my gosh so how long has this journey been going for you because you know I, I know you're a nurse so it's not mm -hmm. like you just locked yourself away to write a book you've been kind of <laughs> hey you don't have the luxury of just kind of saying I'll be I'll be back in a month to, to go write my great American no. novel yeah, no. And, and actually the idea for Not the Witch You Wed um, came <laughs> right in the beginning of the pandemic, believe it or not, because until then um, I wrote Romantic Suspense under April Hunt and I have um, seven novels under that name. Um, and right around the end of 2019, beginning of 2020 is when COVID hit. Um, and I am a nurse and I just so happened I was in that stage where I was finished with my last romantic suspense novel and it was time to think about what to work on next. And I had another suspense proposal ready to go to get to my publisher, um, but then COVID came and whew, I mean, like, just like it did with everybody else. Um, I mean, it hit our house really hard, you know, like kids home, hub, hubby home, lockdowns, quarantines, you know, um, but I was still going to work. <laughs> and actually I was like, I was working more than I ever had since before I had children, you know? Um, and it did not take long for me to become COVIDed out. And I still remember one night after working a really rough shift, I said to myself, I need something that is not based in this reality, like whatsoever, you know, what would that be like? And then it came to me and like, you know, the first thought was, you know, true blood, but like not just vampires and like less, you know, less blood and more snark, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and then it just kind of snowballed from there. And yeah. And then I presented the idea to my agent and I said, look, I know paranormal isn't quite in yet again, but I need this. 
I was like, I need this to survive. <laughs> so what is it about paranormal? Like, ha- have you always been a fan? Do you have particular always. authors that you love? Do you love oh my gosh. certain yeah. creatures more than others? Oh, I love all of the creatures, but yeah, I was always, I devoured anything paranormal since I was a kid. Like, um, I was obsessed with like Arl Stein and Christopher Pike and I loved um, the Vampire Diaries before Ian Summerholder and his little <laughs> smirk on the show, you know, and I am the biggest Buffy the Vampire Slayer nerd that you can find anywhere. Okay, the, the level of geekdom that I have gone to, <laughs> Buffy, <laughs> I swear, um, but I've always loved it. And it just so happens that when I was starting publishing, Paranormal wasn't quote unquote in, and that's how I actually fell into romantic suspense first. Um, but I've always wanted, and my agent knows every once in a while, I'll be like, can I do one now as, you know, parent, <laughs> and she's like, mm, maybe not yet. So that's why in like the very beginning of 20, I was like, look, I need to do this. Like, <laughs> I was like, I know it's a risk, but I need to do it. And it paid off because here we are. Yeah. And I love, I mean, there is something really, you know, knowing that about the story, about when you were writing it. I mean, the, the element of escapism. Mm-hmm. must have been so cathartic to you as you're you know was, dealing with everything oh it absolutely was like it was literally how I unwound like um you know some books are always easier to write than others it just kind of that's just how it goes but mm-hmm. um this one was to date the fastest book I have ever written um when I wrote the proposal for it and when my agent said go ahead you know see what happens I think I wrote the first 100 and some pages in a week Um, like it just, it was, it was cathartic. It was just like, like I embrace, (laughs) I embraced every corny, magical pun reference, like dad joke possible. And I just (laughs) went with it, you know, (laughs) it's what I needed. (laughs) Well, clearly, clearly, but I mean, I I think, I mean, it's funny how you gravitate towards certain things that, you know, Mm -hmm. you need in a certain point of your life. I mean, oh yeah. You know, like I, I know, um, like I grew up with Anne Rice and also, you know, with Buffy mm-hmm. and, and, you know, with there, there's certain things that, that kind of jump out at you at certain oh, yeah. points and they kind of draw you in for, for, you know, for really different reasons. Yeah. And sometimes and, you don't really know what it is, but you're right. like, okay, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm here and I'm just going to go with it. And I like those worlds that like anything, anything goes, like if it mm-hmm. pops into your head, just go ahead and throw it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my husband has learned not you know kind of dare me to do things because I will do them you know and that's always like things just pop in and it just goes in because hey it's a my own little alternate reality so anything goes yeah so and 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 that's yeah that's the greatest part of it yeah because initially when I was thinking I'm like all right witches and then I love shifters and I was like but why does it only have to be a witch and shifter book? And then, so then that's when I started throwing in like the virgin succubus sex demon, you know, best friend and the guardian angel. And then, and then I just kind of went through everything in there. <laughs> Cause why not? It's fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and obviously, you know, that's, that's the way you lay a foundation for a series is you start introducing those characters early yeah, on. Exactly. Like, you know, you need, but I mean, what a great, I mean, it's, it's, you know, one of the things that I, I absolutely love because uh, a discovery of witches is on right now and it's uh, it's in this third season. Oh, and... I came into that late. I love it. I just finished the second season. Oh yeah. No, it's it's fantastic. And it hasn't quite because of like the distribution, and everything, it hasn't quite made it to like network TV. So you have to 
subscribe to get it because it's airing right mm-hmm. now. Okay? But one of the things that, that I love about that world is that it doesn't matter. Like it really doesn't matter like who you are. It's, mm-hmm. it's you know, Deborah Harkness has done this really phenomenal thing where, you know, it's about the, the creatures. It doesn't matter what you look like or who you love or what you do or what you, you know, none of that matters. Mm-hmm. You can create this very pure world where there's just creatures, you know, and there's tension among creatures, but there are creatures, you know, all around. And so I, I think there's something really, really cool about being able to introduce, you know, succubi and, and uh, you know, angels and all of these different creatures into these worlds, because, you know, as you say, why not? Like, that's, not? <laughs> you know, that's, that makes a better world, really. I yeah. mean, it, it, it makes it more interesting. And it create and then and it does set the stage for some like hilarious moments. You know what I mean? When you <laughs> have a demon and an angel facing off, or like the same parking spot or something. You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and there is and there's something really cool. You know that I that I love about this story is that it's light. It has a more lighthearted feel to it mm-hmm. than some of these other series. I mean, you know, as much as I love True Blood and as much as I love Buffy and, and you know they all take a turn, you know, and, and, yes. and I think, you know what I mean when I say like, they take yes. that turn and they start going down that path. And it's like, you, you need that for the drama, but when you just want to read a book, to, you know, that to mm-hmm. feel good, you really don't want to go that, that deep. You just right. you want to have those fun moments where you can just keep it light and keep it, you know, keep it airy. Yeah. And I don't know when I was writing it, I'm, I don't know if that had, was intentional at the time, or again, if that's just kind of what I needed, because mm-hmm. I was seeing a lot of dark, you know what I mean? In the real world. And I didn't want to have anything to do with that. <laughs> you know, So that's why I was like, that's, and that's what I grabbed towards those, those silly corny jokes and, you know, those puns. And that's, that's what I needed at the time. So I embraced it full heartedly because oh. my romantic suspense is definitely a lot different. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a little darker. Um, there's always humor. I always have that one humorous character, you know what I mean? That's comic relief, but mm-hmm. um, my suspense is a little bit darker and, 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 but that was okay pre-COVID <laughs> you know what I mean I get that's what I got with it but I needed something different during this this last two and a half years <laughs> yeah yeah I, and I, I and I know if I needed something different other people needed something different and I think that's why paranormal has made such a like massive resurgence because everybody is looking for that escape right now absolutely absolutely so in in your story in not the witch you wed we have Violet Maxwell, who is a described as a magicless witch, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Lincoln Thorne, who is an alpha wolf shifter. Which those those six descriptor words say it all, really. I mean, mm-hmm. they're they're phenomenal. <laughs> but there's something you know. As soon as you start throwing alpha wolf, you know, alpha wolf shifter. I mean, he's not just like any old alpha, you know, any right. old wolf shifter. I mean, he's the alpha. So that you know, definitely. You, you get a little else seed in there and there's oh, nothing yeah. wrong with that <laughs> i know talk about favorite werewolf i know <laughs> anyone anyone who like there i think that was such a, a cultural you know high watermark when when al seed came in you know and, and and it totally changed everything it was all of a sudden mm-hmm. from you know mangy wolves to oh you could do that yeah, yes let's, let's oh that's that. what a, yes let's, i like that let's yeah more of that yeah <laughs> So, so tell me a little bit about these characters and how they, you know, how, how they interact and where, 
you know, where do we end up with this story that I, I, I love this tagline, by the way, sexy, single and supernatural in NYC, which I think is just so cute and so great. <laughs> But tell me about, tell me a little bit about Violet and Lincoln and, and this uh, sexy single supernatural adventure that they're on. <laughs> oh gosh. So basically, you know, I, I'm, I'm a very tropey writer. I love my tropes. So I started with the whole, you know, um, I always call it, it's not just enemies to lovers. It was a enemies to friends, to lovers, to enemies, to lovers, because <laughs> they go on quite the journey, you know what I mean? <laughs> Um, but basically, and you know, they're, they are true mates, they're soulmates, there's, but, and not that I don't love a good, like, insta-love, like, you know, like the shifter, you know, books, they're like, oh, they lay their eyes on the person and they're like, oh, that person's mine, you know? <laughs> um, but I didn't want to do that. Like, I wanted them, yes, they, they are meant to be together and they do get their happily ever after, but I didn't want that insta-love type of thing because they both have issues in the beginning. You know, Vi is magicless, which she is perfectly fine with. You know, she is living her life. She is doing her thing. She is happy. You know, she doesn't, she doesn't need that little, that, that relationship to kind of fulfill her. Mm -hmm. um, and then Lincoln also, you know, he has his own, you know, trials and tribulations. You know, he's trying to change a whole bloodthirsty pack system. Um, and make the change for the better um, for his people. And um, they both have to go on a journey to become who they need to be for themselves mm -hmm. before they realize that, before they can become the person that they need for each other. And so like, that's why I did not want to have it like, oh, they lay eyes on each other and they just absolutely knew, you know? <laughs> you know, they, they've been, they were, they knew each other since they were kids, you know, and yeah, they always had a, a that rivalry and some kind of a pull together, but they, they didn't know what lied in the store for them until many years later. How did you come up with kind of the rules for your universe? Because, oh, the, you know, when you I, set I out by the seat of my pants, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, no. Um, I mean, I knew, I knew like general basic things. And honestly, like, then I would go to like my critique partner and stuff like that. And she'd, she'd go, okay, but why do they do this? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Just because. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, and I just kind of like take little bits and pieces of like other things that I either hear or see and kind of pull them together until I get something that I kind of like. And then I go from there, you know, like, they both are in a time crunch, you know, they're, they're given a deadline that you need to find your, you know, you need to be mate bonded to somebody by this such and such a time or else, you know, so, <laughs> um, and then that just does kind of put a spin on it, you know, it's that clock ticking down, and then we mm -hmm. kind of go from there. Which, you know, obviously as a narrative device makes perfect sense to have the <laughs> clock ticking, but I think it's so fascinating that there's, you know, th there's this, this council that kind of demands these things. I mean, that, that's a really interesting way to, to go about it in this, in this world. Yeah. And I think too, and because the basics for both of them having to find these mate bonds before a certain time, um, it's based on they're both based on very archaic rules, you know, that have been around forever. Um, and then multiple times throughout the book, you know, it's mentioned that like, just because something worked way back then does not mean that it, make, it makes it okay or credible now. Like as 
everybody evolves and changes, those expectations need to be changed. So like, you know, Vi, she needs to prove that, you know what, she is perfectly, she is perfectly able to control her magic on her own. She does not need to be bonded to somebody else um, in order to, you know, to, to keep her, to keep that magic under control. Um, and same thing with Lincoln, you know, and, and I think that was probably a big obstacle. And it was like, again, it was 2020. It was that dumpster fire year. Like I put every frustration <laughs> that I had that with things that were going on and kind of threw it in there. Um, but the bottom line was, yeah, like change, like we, we need to change, we need to evolve. And that's just, we have to keep that momentum going. Mm-hmm. Is it something that, um, we'll see in future books do you think like is it is there is it yes. planting a kind of? <laughs> yes um I'm actually doing edits for book two now um which is Rose I, can, I will say that so Rose will get um and I'm excited for this one too because all, all this the sisters are so different um and I did do that on, on purpose because what is one sister's pathway is not going to be the other sister's pathway and so I'm I'm kind of excited for that too oh I love it I am so excited I cannot wait for people to read this book it's it's so it's so cute and it's just it's you know there there's something I was having this conversation with a friend the other day that that I, I really feel like um you know the hating game came out as a movie a couple couple months ago and I was like this is exactly the kind of movie that I need to watch right now. Like the, and these are, you know, there's I would so be many up for that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's really good. If you haven't seen it, it's totally worth it. It's Sally Thorne's book. It's, it comes to life beautifully. You know, there's so many, and, and you know, the stuff that passion flicks is doing, they just came out with tangled by Emmy chase. Mm-hmm. There's so many really great movie adaptations out there. And I realized, you know, it's, it's the same, the, the way I'm watching movies is the same way I'm reading books right now, where I right. really am gravitating towards stories where I can just kind of go and forget things for a while. Yep. And so it's just so much fun to be like, okay, you know, here's a story about you know, these two people that, you know, like, I, and, and I, the way you described it is so perfect. You know, the friends to lovers to you know, <laughs> friends, to enemies, to, to enemies, to, you know, back and forth and back yep. and forth. That's, that's I mean, it's, that's really kind of half of these battles anyway, but yeah, exactly. you know, it's, it's one of those things where I feel like these are the kind of books that everybody really just needs right now. Like this is, this is yeah. where we are. It, it is. It really is. And, and, and definitely, you know, it's a romance. So, you know, mm-hmm. that regardless of what happens in between the pages, you mm-hmm. know, at the end that you're going to be very satisfied and very happy with the ending. Cause it's a romance. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and I think that's, that's definitely, I mean, that's why I've always gravitated towards romances because you know that at the end, you're going to be left with a whole bunch of good feelings. Absolutely. So as we, as we wrap up, I, I am curious, what was your entry into romance? Like what was the book that, that set you off and realized, oh you realized that you love this genre? Gosh. Um, you know, I've always like, Hmm. Gosh, my first introduction, honestly, was because I wanted to figure out what book my mom kept hiding in her bedside table. Um, And it was usually like one of those ones with like the hero with the long flowing hair and the open shirt, you know, so. (laughs) Um, But no, I mean, but growing up, I realized that all the books, everything that I read 
always had some kind of a romantic subplot or something into it. Um, and I think it was because of that instant feeling, you know, like that happy, you know, like, oh, yeah. So I've always been a huge reader and always been a huge romance reader, um, even when I was a teenager, everything. The very first book, gosh, <laughs> I know. So the very first one that I've always written stories for my own pleasure, right? Um, when I was a little kid, grew up. But then when I, you know, college and kids and family, you know, that kind of stopped. Um, and I actually started just playing around writing stories again when I was on bed rest with my first child because I was bored for a month and a half. Oh, <laughs> I had nothing to do. Um, and it was actually, it was actually Twilight that, and it was an interview that Stephanie Meyer did where she said that like, she just kind of, she was a stay-at-home mom and she wrote and, you know, it became Twilight. And I was like, you know, <laughs> if she can do that, I can do that too. And, and I cringe that first thing that I ever wrote again, it was just for my pleasure, but oh my gosh, I, I cringe every time I think about it. I did like every faux pas. I like, I was telling somebody the other day, I single, it was like 450 pages, like single space, like it was a mess, but I was bored for a month and a half. And that's what I did. <laughs> and that's what I did. So, but and then it just kind of kind of snowballed from there. But for a while, I just kind of wrote for my own pleasure. Um, mm. And then it was my friend Tiff Marcello, who actually, who's she's a nurse. She's also a romance author. And um, she's like, you know, you need to you need to do something with this. And that's she's actually one of the reasons why I'm act. I have so many you know books published now because I don't know that I would have made that push on my own. Wow it's so it's always so interesting to hear the stories because there's everybody kind of has their own journey but you know the destination ends up being you know relatively the same mm-hmm. but everybody comes at it from a different point but it's so fascinating how many people have a twilight story mixed in everybody, I know there's, it's funny I know it is <laughs> funny there's always something with I don't know what it was with twilight um but again like I devoured everything that was paranormal and that just happened back I'm dating myself but back then I, I was on bedrest and that's what was the happening thing and yeah so that's what I devoured and yeah yeah it's I love amazing it. <laughs> yeah and I I just love I love that you know here we are and now you have the start of of this fantastic s- series Mm-hmm. and knowing that book two is on the way and and so now you've put your own you you've put your own imprint on the paranormal romantic comedy I genre know. and that's what I was so excited I'm telling you when I that was all I have wanted to, is to write a paranormal but I wanted to write a paranormal that paranormal readers would enjoy but also someone who hasn't picked up a paranormal romance before like someone who just likes contemporary rom-coms you know mm-hmm. like that was important to me to write something that both lovers of those subgenres would really enjoy and get out of it. And I think that's too, like, yes, Violet is a witch and they're, you know, she has a, a demon best friend and a guardian angel and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But really when it comes to dating in like the city, everybody's the same, like everybody has the same problems with family and friends and like dating and, you know, so it just happens that they just happen to have a little magic. <laughs> and in that it, it, in that way it makes it so accessible for people too and, and that's what I think is so is so great because you know there there are some stories where it gets so kind of mired in the 
the mythology of it. And then you have to kind of keep track of, you know, I mean, even like when I look at vampire diaries, like looking mm-hmm. back now, and it's like, you had to know there were these things that you had to know. And then you had to kind of, you know, unpack that, you know, and Buffy to, to some extent kind of built this huge, this huge mythos that you, you know, that you had to kind of understand, understand. In, in every generation, the Slayer is worn. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, so you kind of make it accessible and easily palatable and, and something that you can just pick up and be like, I'm going to read this and it's going to be fun and I'm going to want more, but I don't feel like I'm puzzled like I don't have to go back right. and read an encyclopedia to figure out why you know I mean it's it's like you say it's it's like everybody else just with a little something extra mm-hmm. and, then, and then if you do need exclamation or you know like a little more of an explanation <laughs> um one thing I did put into the book um in the very back was the a world glossary a supernatural glossary <laughs> terms. and and I was like you know and it was just an off-the-cuff idea I, I said to my editor I'm like you know can I, can I just put like a glossary back there, but kind of put my own little humorous spin on it. And she's like, let's do it. <laughs> it's like, all right. Well, many thanks to your editor, because that is bad. I'm so glad that you were able to do that. That's like <laughs> the best part, you know, I, mean, I know, you know, there's going to be one and I'm going to, I'm going to try and put one in every book and kind of swap them up and make them a little different. And that, that was fun too. <laughs> Sometimes it's those little things. <laughs> Well, I am, I am so excited and I cannot say how excited I am for you and congratulations on book coming out and this journey that you've been on to get to this point, because I totally relate. I, I, I can only imagine how exciting it is to, to finally be able to, to get that paranormal book out there and, and to, you know, to have it in February for Valentine's day and, and yeah, you know, know. the whole month. I mean, what a, the timing is perfect. It's so fantastic. So congratulations. And I can't wait to, I can't wait for people to read it. And I can't wait. Now I'm, now you've told me that, you know, it's, uh, there's another book on the way and and that you're in edits. So it's, it just means that there's going to be, yeah, there's going to be three on in total. So yeah, we're getting there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, April, congratulations. And thank you so much for joining me. And I enjoy this week, release week, book birthday week, book birthday month. Like this is the month of, the, of all the months to do it. This is the month. And yeah, congratulations. And, and uh, Not the Witch You Wed is coming out February 8th. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you.